I like saying it pneumonia mania. Phenomena? No, instead of pneumonia. Oh. It's pneumonia. Pneumonia. Anyway, um Ando, what did My you want to talk about? My pneumonia has me feeling very melancholy. <laughs> Stop being so hyperbolic about that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Word Burger. <laughs> Word Burger! It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on the internet phone. I'm Mike. And I'm Ando. Wait, what? (laughs) It's not who you were expecting in the studio, is it? You are sitting directly across from me in Craig's chair. I am. I am. And I'm speaking into Craig's microphone. But I'm not wearing his headphones. No, because his <laughs> headphones only work in one on one side. <laughs> Which he hasn't said out loud to anybody yet, but okay. I found it out. <laughs> Poor Craig so, has been wait, suffering for Craig? God knows how long. <laughs> um, Craig oh. is mysteriously not here in the studio. Hmm. Well, then where could he be? I don't know. <laughs> what? That's the guest theme. <laughs> I know. Why is that playing? Craig. Craig? Hello, Hello Craig. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, <laughs> hey. There he is. All right. I'm here. <laughs> What's up? Uh, not too much. I am in the midst of um, being without a car. Yeah. <laughs> so- what happened? <laughs> oh, it's just just a whole bunch of maintenance. I'm getting it ready to be uh, not have to be maintained again for another. Well, okay, let me back that up. I'll have to do like there's the regular maintenance, right? You know, every five. First of all, you put so. it in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> and then they back that up. Then there's the big maintenance things like uh, getting your tires replaced and getting your brake uh, brake pads machined and all that kind of stuff. Which I'm and I'm doing all of that in one swoop. So I'm without a car for a while today. So I'm phoning it in. <laughs> well, in, so in, in Craig's absence, I still am here. And so I have taken over the uh, more comfortable swivelly chair <laughs> <laughs> instead of the, uh, the stationary one that I'm usually in. Yes, the extra dining table chair <laughs> that finds its way up here in the studio and lives <laughs> up here for most of the time, for most of the year. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about <laughs> so? Ando's got a got a styling new ride out there. Well, it's it's sort not of. exactly new. It's a 2011, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's new to me. Yeah. Well, uh, just because it's the first time I've been on the show since uh, since we borrowed it. But yeah, my uh, my grandfather's old Equinox uh, Chevy Equinox SUV. Um, when he passed away uh, last year, my dad inherited it, and then because uh, Katie May and I are helping Dad move his stuff from Dallas up to Blue Ridge, um, we're borrowing it. And since my mom passed away and they no longer need it to carry groceries and her scooter at the same time, um, I we're going to, it's basically ours now. So yeah, I drove it today. Yeah. There's this strange car parked out in front of the house, just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, 
who is that? I can't. I couldn't see, and you know, it was just this uh, this shadow <laughs> silhouette of a person, and I'm like, does does he have a big beard? And I'm like, I can't even tell that. And I'm like, I'll just text him. Hey, if that's you, you know, just come on in. And uh, yeah. Now imagine if it had been some dude in like you know a three piece suit and sunglasses walking up to the door. You know that would well that would have been even weirder that he had your phone. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that he knew that the text for me came from inside this house, and then it was well, I mean, if we're talking about Men in Black here, why is it weird that they know these That's kinds true. of information? Oh, if he's a Man in Black, well, yeah, yes, of course he. That knows is what I was stuff. referring to by the three piece okay. suit in the yeah. shades. Okay, you know? I see. <laughs> the last no, suit you'll no, ever all wear. It's a huge conspiracy. So who who are you, Agent A? <laughs> uh, well, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, I'd have to be Agent A. I guess. Yeah. If they had one of those in it. Any of the movies? Uh, not in the movies, I don't think. Had J and K and Z and L. Yeah, L. Was there a Q or did they not go there? What do they got in the new one? In the uh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it so bad. In the uh, in the uh, uh, the Thor and Valkyrie join the uh, Man in Black movie. Like, <laughs> Men in Black what, International. What well, I think is it is it it's Q or O? It's uh, um the British lady, the one that's in charge now. Um. Man, I like I said, I haven't seen blanking Men in Black on the actress's yet, name. So I'm not sure. What are we talking about? The the new one, Men in Black International. It's got Chris Hemsworth and Tessa yeah, that's Thompson. what Craig was yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but um, Mike's blanking out on who plays the new uh, head since since Rip Torn short dead now. blonde hair. English. Talking about Judy Dench. Is no. that it? I don't, no, I don't know. You're getting that confused with uh, she her playing M. Yeah. Right. In Bond movies. Yeah. No, because the thinking. the actress whose name I can't think of was in the Men in Black Three. With Will Smith and oh, Emma Thompson. Thank you. Oh she's, right, Emma Thompson. She is, agent, okay. she is agent O. Oh yeah. Oh. And uh, oh. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is H, and Tessa Thompson is M. Oh, so M's taken. Darn it. Oh, All right, no. we'll stop talking about Men in Black. Well, now. you can. <laughs> I can't <Agent> participate. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can be Agent B. Nah. That just sounds like you're like the second best agent. Right, like you're the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Ando with, being the best, say, you know, of course. So we part- partners with me, a, so we'll have to stick with Agent B. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll partner Mike and Ando together, and this Agent A and Agent B. Or Craig's down there at Agent C. <laughs> Plan C. <laughs> no matter what, first name, last name doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. At least I'm not Agent D. Because now you're starting like, to get like that's the D, D list. list. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking the same, same thing. I'd rather just like go ahead and be one of those letters way down there. Like I'll, I'll be Agent. Right. You know. Yeah, that's why they, I think that's R. why they, they pick they pick the letters in the middle, the the more interesting sounding letters. And also, Agent C sounds like you're saying agency. Agency. Yeah. That's no good. No. Anyway, well, enough about Men in Black <laughs> and agent names. Oh boy. Okay. Ando, anything new, news, new things oh, with so you, Ando that you want to jump right into? Uh, like my updates? Well, okay. Uh, my Ando Valentine stuff is is there's not anything like super long, so I'll uh, go ahead and do that. So um, in the realm of my music, uh, I have not really been doing a lot of open mics because I've just been busy focusing on other things. But I've recently uh, written a couple of new songs. Um, well, also, you know, when one's mom passes away, it's not very conducive to go back out and play in public for a while but i'm gearing up to do that again i've written written a couple new songs so i'm looking forward to uh to, to debuting those i would i actually considered uh bringing like my uh, demo recording of one of them but i've been trying to push towards i'm only going to release that kind of new stuff um on my patreon feed so it's like oh. have to be a patron before 
see the new stuff. So I still need to actually record the demo of that new one. Uh, well, but, but when, the new, the, when the new stuff becomes less new stuff, you can yeah, bring then, it here. Ex- okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> like the, the newest one, one of the reasons I like the newest one that I've written um, is that it's a, a step forward and it's always good to keep growing. And um, the, the lyrics are closer to a poem than I've ever actually written before in a song. So it's, it feels like it's a step forward and I've got a little more elaborate pick pattern on the guitar than I ordinarily do. It just kind of feels like uh, uh, signs of growth in this song. And I appreciate seeing those things happen in myself. So cool. Um, and then as co- of course the big thing that, uh, as far as Ando Valentine goes that I know I talk about on this show a lot is my podcast shadows of a dark past. Um, exactly. And I think if I remember correctly, the last time I was on, we, I was talking about, we had been in the rehearsal phase. I brought some audio clips yes. from some of our rehearsals. Yep, well, yep. in the time since the last episode, we have begun, uh, the production recording for the first <laughs> season. Wow. And, um, at this point, we have, I think that as of the last count, now granted, some of the scenes, of course, longer than others, so I'm only speaking numerically, not necessarily length of time. Sure. But we've got, I think it's uh, 38% of the scenes um, of the first season are now recorded. Wow. So uh, well, and I'm working on setting up the next couple of sessions, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, to, to keep uh, that ball rolling. And uh, it is really, it's been so much fun to actually see it. Uh, recorded very cool congratulations yeah Take that you like you've got like actual stuff recorded that's going to become the show now like right we enjoy every little step along the way because they're all little wins right and and that's what's so so cool is now on my computer i've got this folder you know with all of the stuff that's been recorded <laughs> and i still go back you know and i re-listen to this stuff over and over again because i just love hearing it and <laughs> what's fun is uh, what's also fun is you know i don't have I'm recording this in what I guess technically you would call an amateur way. I mean, I've got some professional grade recording equipment that I'm using, but as far as I don't, I don't have a recording studio of my. Yeah, own. I was wondering where, what location you were doing this. Well, in. it depends. Um, one of my actresses uh, lives out in Decatur, and we actually, when we recorded, uh, and when we've recorded all of her, it's actually the one that we, Trudy Leonard, the one that oh, I, yeah. um, that I played the clips from last time. Um, when we did the recording for hers, we just did it at her house. But for the other stuff that we've recorded, it has been um, the actors come over to my place, and um, in the. Uh, up in the bedroom, uh, one of the two closets we have, we empty, it didn't really have anything in it of importance, so we just kind of cleared it out, um, put, put like a blanket comforter up to help muffle some of the sound, and so in a closet, there's two <laughs> mic stands, and then you know the, the cords run under the doors to come sure. outside to where the actual recording thing is, and... Um, so that it means that not only do people have to come over, they have to get in a you know a dark tight closet with me, and you but know, probably but, doesn't have a air conditioning. And vent then in we it. come out of the closet together. <laughs> listen, listen to Ando. Sh- <laughs> listen to Ando showing off. You know, Ando. Not everybody can afford a closet and a blanket. <laughs> and what's great? What's pretty up? soon you're going to get that egg crate stuff and line all of the walls and the ceiling. With oh it. man. Well, and the thing is, you were you, you get were a window unit air conditioner a, in alluding there, a through to, wall, alluding to that. That. Um, so the the house that you know, because I've alluded to this, I think last time, the house I'm in in Dallas right now is one that my my parents uh, b- bought in November of 1994 when Whoa. I was 12 years old, and we moved out there. Um, so I've, it's not like this house 25 is, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So um, that all I don't think the AC unit has been changed since then. However, and it is not. V- 
currently pretty much functioning at all. And in the middle of a Georgia summer, that's awful, just so you oh, know. Yeah. Um, and so there are two window units downstairs that we leave on pretty much all the time because it's the only way to keep the downstairs cool. But, of course, heat rises and there isn't one upstairs, so the upstairs is pretty pretty hot anyway. But then, Stuffy, yeah. of course, when you're recording production audio, you cannot have the buzzing of window units that you can hear even upstairs. So I have to turn them off. Yeah. So basically, uh, a non-functioning AC... Uh, which I would turn off for noise anyway, and no window units. Basically, it is like within the space of two, three minutes in that closet, like sweat is dripping down my face. It's it's pretty, you know, uncomfortable, but it's worth it because it is really fun to record my podcast. And uh, that sounds hot. Oh, it's very hot. <laughs> Most recently, I was in there with my former coworker from the escapery, Jacob. He's playing uh, Toby Clayton, the the sort of young son of the rich family that's in the podcast. And uh, so we got to go in there and and uh, then come out of the closet to get him. It's pretty neat. <laughs> Call me Jacob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that update, Jacob. <laughs> so, so as far as the the uh, the update on when uh, the first season is going to come live, because I've I've had it asked of me a couple times when we're actually going to get to see it um, or hear it. Well, yeah, hear it. Um, the, the the we hit a delay over summer because liter- the actor who portrays the main character, uh, Carl Childers, who I've mentioned on this podcast several times because I've worked on multiple film projects with him as well. Um, but he's playing the main character, and like forty percent of the scenes in the first season are either him solo or just him and me and he has kids i think three of them and summer means they were not in school so he had no free time oh yeah so So i had to focus on summer on other people you know other actors who didn't have the same obligations he did but now his kids are back in school that's right because luckily this is georgia and they start school on august 1st for some uh well it was this week unknown reason well, yeah, it's even still the first yeah. half of August. Yeah. So basically, we're um once he is uh once we're able to actually get into it uh, with him, I should start really blazing through the rest of the season pretty quick. So I can't promise, especially since there's that's still only the raw audio and it still has to be edited, sound effects, music, yeah. all that stuff. Um, I I can't promise that the whole, the first season's going to drop by the end of this year. It's probably more likely to be early next year, twenty twenty. However, I would not. It's not out of the realm of possibility that at the very least we could finish the recording by the end of this year and it just be in post at that point. So I'm really hoping, really hoping it's moving along. So a a nice uh, belated holiday gift at the beginning of the year, maybe in time in in time for Ando Valentine's Day. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> You're trying to go with this. I got the bell, the drum, the dog is making me scratch his neck. You know, hey, the, nice, you with the... the nice thing the nice thing about my situation today is if I want to, <laughs> I can just stop the call and walk away. That's true. <laughs> you guys can just wrap her up. So Mike you're on notice. <laughs> okay, so you don't want me to use the air horn sound effect then. <laughs> Let's see what happens when you do. <laughs> Well, I have to use it at least once. It so really will then it. become the Mike and Ando show. At that there point. you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, maybe by Valentine's Day, it is a hope. Yes, you will. Uh, you will get to see slash the, hear the podcast with your your ear holes, much like you are seeing this <laughs> podcast right now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's a suggestion. It's okay. an idea. Okay. It's a. T- it's an okay. idea. I don't All know. Right. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that you can't see because yeah. you're not using your eye holes. Yeah, exactly. What? Anyway, is it time for news? Maybe. So. It- Sorry. What? I was just gonna say. Does that mean I get to say? So what's news, Mike? You do. Well then, what's news, Mike? And you just did <laughs> twice. How about that? <laughs> oh boy, scientists. You know, those guys that do the science mm-hmm. have created drinkable vodka as opposed to what the kind you use to drink clean, corroded metal. I don't know. Yeah, drinkable vodka um, from grain and water from where? Anybody want to guess? From your butt. Wrong, and not from, from my space. butt. From not from space either. Ando, would you like to guess? So water from water and grain. Water and grain from from a particular uh, location. Hmm. Um, I'm just thinking. What would make this remarkable? What would make right. this a new? That's, that's, that's what I'm like. What, why is this? Is what's the like? Water? They made vodka from grain. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but but more specifically, where it's from. Gosh, I, I I'm I'm really not sure. I don't I don't have a guess. Chernobyl. Oh 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 okay. I, I, <laughs> How now many I rads is it? <laughs> like, do they have to list rads next to proof? Well, no, they don't. That's why it's drinkable. It's safe. <laughs> Radio, radio, stuff that's radio, radioactive well, is still drinkable. Well, it was, it was, uh, yeah, from the crops were grown inside the 19 mile radius around the plant, which means oh, it was wow. probably at 18.99 miles. Mm. <laughs> you know, we, well, you know what? And I know why, I know why they can do this now because I saw a blurb and I think I remember the number correctly. It was a quite interesting blurb on my Twitter. Let me see if I can find it. I'll double check it. But it was, um, that uh, there's an the estimate there's an estimate that um, many many pounds of radioactive material has been taken away from the Chernobyl site by people since the disaster. Um, how many pounds do you think it was? Mm. More more game show guessing. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with fifty five. Only 55, 55 pounds. pounds. Well, because I don't know how much that had their total. I mean, like, it doesn't take very much to be you know, radioactive. So I'm going to play the low game, lowball it. Well, you didn't You didn't say tons. You said pounds. Right. And this is Russia. So the, would that be metric tons? So I'm going to guess 999 pounds. Six million tonnies. Six million. Is what's missing? Is what has been taken from the what? Chernobyl exclusion zone in 30 years. So you would think that we'd start to notice these people getting cancer by now. Like, who's got this so stuff? Six billion pounds? Six million tonnies. T-O-N-N-E-S. So, yeah. like Six the, billion pounds. Wow. Six billion pounds. Six million thousand. Wow. That's a lot of uh, bad stuff. Well, that's coming from quite interesting. They do fact check stuff, so... How is that like even even if they're off by an order, like even even if they're off by four orders of magnitude, that's still a lot. So this is just like all the buildings and the stuff that was around. It's pulled from the exclusion zone. Right. Yeah. yeah. How big that is. But yeah, like just everybody just taking like anybody, anybody who ever went there took something with them, including all the people who took stuff to study. 
but then also people who just took stuff to say, well, I've got something from. Oh, Chernobyl. wow. This isn't OK. So this is just Over souvenirs. This isn't this isn't like some massive cleanup effort where they're no, trucking stuff away like and some, dumping it in the some ocean jag somewhere. Walked to the 15 mile point and took <laughs> a handful of dirt. Oh, OK. And went home with it. Yeah. Yeah. The ex- the exclusion zone is the 19 mile radius. Yeah. So like. And yeah, so it's that entire 19 mile radius over the course of 30 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like if, if I went there, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd chip a piece of bark off a tree, <laughs> take that home with me. Yeah, but Why what not? does 6 billion pounds of tree bark look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. Uh... Like not a tree. <laughs> the University of Portsmouth uh, scientists uh, created the brand Atomic Vodka. That's, that's at- excellent. Atomic with a K, of course. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> then you get the double K, the K in vodka and the K in atomic. It's good for marketing because you're going to need some really good marketing yeah. to get people to want to drink this. Oh, are you kidding? No, you're not. That stuff sells itself. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, there'll be a segment of the population that's like, oh, no. But there's going to be a huge segment that's like, sign me up. I'm going to have some vodka made from the Chernobyl site. It's like, Rain from the Chernobyl site? Yes, sir. Screw cancer. I'll give it another 10 years off my life for this. You know, how many things can, you know how many things can kill you? Come on. Yeah, it's, the, it's been 30 years. I'm sure it's fine. The Chernobyl <laughs> Chernobyl Spirit Company. So they're not even, they're, you know. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're not hiding no, it. No, not at all. Um, let's see. Project Guess Leader. They they are going to sell six million litras over the course of the next thirty so six, years. I six guarantee. billion milliliters. Oh, litras, L I T R E S. That's how they'll that's how they'll spell liters. Well, if six million liters, that would be six billion milliliters. Yes, yes. So, yeah. um, yeah, they're going to sell this, no problem. We'll find out. Maybe we can uh, try to follow up on this and and, and see if there are any sales. I kind of I kind of just want to get some, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, even if it has radi- sure radiation safe. in it, if you just drink one little bottle of it, like, what's it going to do? How um, much radiation do you get bombarded with when you just spend a day outside under the sun? Well, I try never to do that. Yeah. Have you seen how pale <laughs> well, then, we well, are? then maybe you uh, have plenty of, of excess <laughs> capacity uh, murder that can get put into your body by having some, uh, <laughs> some atomic vodka. Excess murder capacity? Yeah, you've, you've saved yourself for the vodka. Good job, Mike. You get to have atomic vodka from now until the day you die because you don't go outside in the outside in the sun. Yeah, and you don't tra- and you don't travel outside of uh, the atmosphere and get bombarded by solar radiation. That's and true. You don't work in a nuclear reactor. And so, yeah, what's next? All we- those things have allowed you to have <laughs> how many how many liters of vodka will you drink, Mike? <laughs> now, so uh, up to my capacity of murder. <laughs> there you go. So, what are we going to have next? Like a tap house built at Three Mile Island? You know? <laughs> yeah, Three Mile Brewery, <laughs> Three Mile Pale Ale. Here we go. <laughs> I'm glad I can make you laugh, Mike. <laughs> Extremely pale ale. <laughs> pale that makes you the ale that makes you extremely pale <laughs> the, ale, the ale that makes you pale oh boy oh let's see so what did uh what do they actually do here so jim smith is the project leader that sounds like a made-up name <laughs> yeah there's no jim smiths in the world <laughs> well no but if, if you were gonna if you were gonna try to hide your identity you would just say your name was uh jim jim smith 
<laughs> yeah, that's my name. Um, it says, when you distill something, lots of impurities stay in the waste product, and the final product is more pure. And that's what we found with our vodka. It's like we, literally the definition of distill. We fermented the grain, then distilled it, and found that we couldn't measure any radioactivity in the product except natural carbon-14 that you find in any spirit drinks or any food. Of so, course, we were using a centimeter ruler and not actual radiation measuring equipment. <laughs> we couldn't measure it with what? <laughs> what did you use to measure? A uh, Geiger <laughs> counter? I don't know. No, I just like they they <laughs> they poured it in a you know a, a beaker. Like, <laughs> that's measuring. Well, when a you graded, a graded you know a graded beaker with with marks on it. Sure, and then you you add the the special uh, the special liquid. In, into the beaker with the vodka and it uh, causes the radio radioactivity to turn green and rise to the top and then you can see it and measure actually how how tall that column of green radioactivity is sure right uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah quick quick aside on the geiger counter um uh owen you guys know owen who's my uh, graphic designer yes he recently proclaimed on he yes, he recently <laughs> proclaimed on Twitter that he's coming up with a uh, a scale to measure artwork on a scale from sexy to horrifying, <laughs> called the HR Geiger meter. <laughs> <laughs> I found that really really entertaining. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> nice. If it hits that middle fifty point, you know. To zero to one hundred. If it hits the fifty, that's a perfectly balanced HR Geiger. Jeez. So equally we're... sexy and horrifying. So the question then is, and I think each of us needs to take a stab at this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Where do we see ourselves on the HR Geiger meter oh, between okay. sexy? So okay, so well, is zero sexy and hundred horrifying, or is it the other way around? Zero horrifying and hundred. Well, he didn't speci- He didn't specify. So we can say that the that the the one is sexy. And the hundred is horrifying. Okay. All right. Well then, Craig, where are you on the HR Geiger meter? Like 96, 97. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> um Yeah, I'd I'd go like nine ninety to ninety-five. Wow. See, I was gonna be all nice and give myself some props and say, like, you know, I don't know, fifty, fifty-five. Whoa. You guys are going way high. I mean, geez. I, well, I think, you know, everybody wants to be equal parts sexy well, and horrifying well but... i mean come on look at look at this beard look at this beard and tell me that this isn't good for a few points here okay you tell me you tell me this beard isn't good for a good I'd... 20 30 points right here alone i'll i'll, I'll spot you 10 for the beard. 10 okay i'll take it <laughs> so maybe it's an 80 not a 90 whatever <laughs> everybody wants to be equally cool. sexy and horrifying yeah. <laughs> Well, if yeah, if 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 the ideal is to be smack dab in the middle, fifty fifty, then, right? Sure. Then that's that's <laughs> the way people put it into their personal ads too. It's like you know, <laughs> just being honest. Man seeking woman <laughs> <laughs> must be equal parts sexy and horrifying. Thin, thin frame, tall, sporty. Must uh, must like uh, sport sporting events and the outdoors. As close to equally sexy and horrifying as possible. If I if I wake up next to you and I'm not instantly screaming in a cold sweat, then we're just we're done. It's too much. Not, oh, here it is. Not not equally sexy and horrifying. Need not apply. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy! Oh, wow. That'll get you some fun dates, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. Equally sexy and horrifying. Um, You'll have some experiences. <laughs> You'll be able to tell some stories. <laughs> Craig, do you have any news? I do. Oh, Lego! Lego is added again. Oh boy! Aren't they 25th always anniversary added? of what TV show this year? Well, that would be 1994. So, because we just established that with Ando's dad's house. No, 26. Uh, it's 19, so it's 93. What? It's 2019, so 26 well, years okay, ago. Okay, let's let's not overthink it. But you just, just said 25. Show that began in the mid 90s. Okay, Friends. What Seinfeld? Friends. Friends. Friends Lego is doing a Friends set of uh, Central Perk. Oh, I was gonna say which uh, is it? Both apartments? No. Oh, okay, so it's the common ground. It's, it's Central Perk, the coffee um, shop. Yeah, so it's you know it's got the, like the arrangement of a sofa and chairs and table that they all sit around, and there's the bar in the back, and the, the, the the counter off on the side, and the double door where you enter, and there's like the little stage area and a couple other seats and things and little round tables and whatnot, and it's actually kind of made to look like a uh, like a television studio, like it has no roof, right? No it has no, for, no, no fourth wall. Um, and it has it has no fourth wall, right? The studio audience side is open, and then it has uh, yeah, the like side walls flared out. Yeah, it, it's weird angles. <laughs> um, like all those apartments would never be built with right. all the all the angles in them, um, and then it's got like scaffold kind of stuff on the on the corners with uh, big studio lights. Oh, cool! Kind of pointing down in there. Um, I will note um, a number of things. First of all, it comes with seven count them seven minifigs. Who is you it? Do oh, oh the, the, a, the 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 albino looking guy that was behind the counter, right? Gunther is in the set. Gunther, baby. that's his name. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, with his white hair, and his, he's got a like a, an olive green shirt with a white and red tie. <laughs> he always had such weird clothes. Um, yeah, and uh, and then uh, you know, I'm I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, oh man, they they just they never want to waste any space on this. They never want to kind of like you could have kind of made this a little more, you know, like give it a little more space. Let the set let let the set be a little bigger because there is just no space to maneuver between the furniture in here. Like there's just like you you your little minifig can't walk around in here. There's like this post column, you know, like those those street lamp column looking things that's like right on top of this chair, and the counter is way too close to the sofa. Yeah, <laughs> architecturally speaking, it's a mess. Space planning wise, this is a mess. It is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did they do a better job with the upside down Stranger oh, Things much, house? That was much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is fine. This is fine too. If you dig your, if you dig, if you dig friends, it's like a thousand or something, thousand plus pieces. Oh God, I thought you were going to say it was a thousand dollars. Yeah, seriously. No, no, I don't know what it's going to cost. It's, it's a still going to be a few hundred. One thousand seventy pieces. Because <laughs> it's it's a lot of little flat pieces to put a lot of stuff together, and a lot of little, excuse me, a lot of little accessories, like little minifig accessories, because there's like flowers and mugs and glasses and you know all that kind of stuff. Is is one thousand dollars one metric dollary? <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, you know, I kind of... I haven't heard of it. D O L L R E. you know? You know, these, these Lego... These guitars in there. These, these Legos, these Lego sets, like, okay, I'm going to be one of those, like, what was your age, grumpy old men here? But, like, seriously, the last time that I got an actual, like, Lego set that made a cohesive project. I think that it was, 
gosh, like 93, 94, something hey. like that. It was before they were really doing a lot of actual <laughs> themed sets. It was just a generic spaceship with landing yeah. rover that's inside. It's like that's none all of the, it was. None of the, the branded. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't Star Wars. It was yeah. just a spaceship is all it was. Yeah, with the little astronaut guy that had the little helmet. Where exactly. The little, the little piece that came around the chin always broke. Yeah, and uh, so let me tell you. Let me tell Which you. Which is why that's broken on the space dude in the Lego movie. I love. Oh, that's funny. The, the, the attention to detail, the little space dude's helmet is broken down at the chin strap. I love the <laughs> um, I, I love the themed they Lego sets though. Broke. I wish I had one. My birthday is coming up soon. Somebody buy me one. <laughs> What's that Patreon address again? <laughs> <laughs> that is patreoncom slash Valentine. Wait, wait, hey, what? there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ando's having uh, having trouble with your uh, flaccid microphone stand. It Craig. won't stay up. <laughs> when did the word flaccid suddenly become part of this discussion? Craig, your mic stand needs some Cialis, man. I'm just saying. Actually, my mic stand needs somebody that's a little more sexy sitting there. Oh, Ooh, a little a little less horrifying. <laughs> That's probably what it has a pro- why it has a problem with me. There's a problem right there. Oh, here's the horrifying guy. If I was sexier, my mic stand wouldn't uh, go a, a little as often a, as it does. A little less horrifying, a little more sexy. Who wrote that song? Who? who which artist is that? What? <laughs> Isn't there a song Wright's, title that's yeah, like that? I mean, right said Fred. There you go. I'm yeah, horrifying. sure. I mean, there's I'm LMFAO. Horrifying. With, I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> I'm too horrifying for this podcast. Too horrifying all the for all this the young podcast. all the young folk are listening to this. You know our seven young listeners. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're like, who? Right <laughs> said what? But so here's the question. Here's the question: Is right said Fred still too sexy for all of the various things from that song, or have they at least managed to ex- embrace their current level of sexiness and at least put on a shirt? I don't know. I don't know. Are they right still alive? Because right they seemed kind of old so. back then. I, I think so. They seem kind of old. I don't know, but I think so. I don't know. Something about, like, are they, like, weird German guys? Like, that German techno stuff that always seemed I mean, like they those do were, their like, little, old men. They do their little dance on the catwalk, maybe. Like, isn't Kraftwerk in a nursing home now? Or? According to the Wikipedias, <laughs> they were active from 1989 through the present. Whoa. Whoa. They had an album in 2013 called Raise Your Hands. <laughs> which, we, which we both just did here. I don't know about you, Craig, but, but the single, it's a remake. It had, oh, no, it's a, uh, I don't uh, know. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yeah. They, well, good at, for them. At least a few years ago, they still were, they were still doing Con- stuff. Congratulations, Wright said Fred. They released a single in 2017. They have an album called Exactly. Hmm. I wonder who listens to their music or where it gets played. Where their where their big fan base is? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was just guessing that they're German. I, am... I have no idea. Maybe they're <laughs> Australian or. I mean, Craig's well, I mean, the one who's a, on with Scottish. England, they're an England-based band. They are so Engl- imagine... they are British. Okay. Yeah, they're British. So I imagine I imagine if they're not still at least playing some in uh, in the UK, I imagine they're probably floating around Europe in general. Like so, uh... probably Germany, France, Italy, Spain, wherever you know. So way back in the day. Um, back when VH1 actually played music, and again <laughs> dating myself on that one. Um, You're so old. I know, really. So <laughs> they used to occasionally, especially for like holidays, especially for like weekend long holidays, have like an A to Z to music, and they would play like all of the music videos in their library 
um, an alphabetical artist by an alphabetical order by artist name. Like literally, you'd be All like of three, them? like three yeah, days, yeah, three that. days yep. long, and you'd have like you know you'd have your people who only had one or two videos. They'd you know be done, but then you'd have like your Madonna six hour block right. or whatever. Um, well, anyway, um, I'm reasonably certain that it was during one of those marathons that was the first time that my family was exposed to Right Said Fred um, because that the I'm Too Sexy actually has a music video. Not sure, yeah, if you've I know, seen, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that we saw the video, and it was one of those moments where you just picture you know a young Ando and his parents sitting in the living room watching the tv with just this glaze this like eyes wide jaw dropped like what, what the hell are, are we, we seeing at? here <laughs> and it has been a family joke ever since <laughs> i don't even remember hearing that song on the radio i think it, my only exposure of it was to M- from mtv or, or well i mean like it wasn't the, it was new at the time like i don't remember i don't think i was listening to the radio when it was uh when it was new it's just vh1 had the video in their yeah. archives and so they were just playing it well you know and that's one of those things that like i would start listening to that thing from the beginning and i'd you know i'd listen to acdc and adam and the ants and then billy idol and blondie and then i'd get bored and i'd just stop <laughs> listening so I, w- I would never get around to you know I wouldn't even make it to Def Leppard, much less to Van Halen. <laughs> Van Halen. Oh, God. Man, I got I I to wait until Sunday night to listen to Van Halen. Man, I hear Jump still played all the time on the... on the. Um, I love, love's going to leave. <laughs> well, you know, our seven lo- young listeners have no idea what we've been talking about, so... I mean, you can't see the video, but you can see it with your ear holes. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. Oh my I God. see a, a, a bald white dude in a, like a leather in leather pants, oh yep. strutting along a catwalk oh and just shit. sexing it up, peeling off that mesh shirt. Oh yeah, the, the, you, you, it pe- literally peeled off when yeah. you said pe- the, peel off. <laughs> like it was, it he's happened a, just that. I told you, I've seen it in my head. About a thirty on the HR Geiger counter. Thirty? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm thinking we're getting a little bit more horrifying than that. No, that guy when he was yeah young and oh, he's the guy's in good shape. Yeah, he's a lot confidence, more uh, confidence goes a long way, my friend. Muscular and and fit yeah. than I remember him being. Yeah, no, he was pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, you put it up on your uh, your tablet, and you didn't put it over here. Where I can see it too, so I'm having to rely on my memory from like being an adolescent. Okay, it's well, I, I'm gonna close it now okay. so <laughs> All right. well anyway are we do are we still doing news or are we going on here well We're, we we've spent like 15 minutes a piece on two different news stories i mean we, I've, can, I, we can move on it's <laughs> not so much uh, a happy news thing um and it uh, it is um, we were talking about it being timely, so if you want to cut this part out during the post, we can. But um, that won't happen. Was... Don't even bother. This. <laughs> because it was t- it was something that happened like this week when we recorded it, not when it's aired. But so you say recently? Yeah, recently. Um, in in slightly sad news, we uh, lost one of the actresses who played one of the uh, Duras sisters in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, oh. Yeah. played Lursa. Unfortunately, that actress passed away of, uh, of cancer. Oh no! Um, so as we all you know, as as we Star Trek fans warn Stovacor that uh, Warrior approaches, um, <laughs> just like to kind of you know honor her memory. She was uh, they were the Lursa and Bador were some really good villains. Uh, they were the villains of the first Next Generation era movie, Star Trek Generations. That's right. Mm-hmm. They were responsible for the Enterprise uh, D's uh, ass end blowing up yep. and, <laughs> and uh, saucer crashing into yep. Viridian Three. Abs- right? You're almost as nerdy about this as I am. 
And I'm actually going to be talking about the Next Generation era movies in my next Ando Oh, cool. Yeah, so. that saucer separation thing that they finally got to do a few times in the movies because they introduced it on the TV show, and then they were like, ooh, that's expensive, so we won't do it very often. Yeah, yeah you could tell when they did it on the TV show that, like, the... It the really second mattered. time it happened, it was the same exact yeah, footage. Reusing the CGI. Yeah. yeah, and it was a big <laughs> episode. It was an important episode when that happened. Not always necessarily. I'm pretty sure that in the first season, um, they had one called... Uh, well, like, the first season doesn't count because they just did it to do it. But like, five. you know, when when they when they split it with the they split it with the Borg fight, right? You yes, know? yes, yeah. they did. So that, was, that was like, oh, Borg, you know, we got to get all these women and children out of here. Well, they got to pull out all the stops for the sorry, for the, well, the, the children and the and the families, you know, like not I shouldn't say women and children because there were plenty of women who were serving right alongside the men in Starfleet. Well, but yeah, thing, they got to get get all the kids out of here. The thing is that you because so we, we never did see little Borg Borgified kids, right? Yeah, yes, we did. We Borg, yes, when did we see we, Borgified kids? Uh, Q who the episode that introduced the Borg, we saw literally an assimilated baby in a nursery. Oh, okay, we saw oh, one baby. Yeah, okay, how yeah. many Borg episodes were there between Next Generation? And and Voyager and how many times did we see like kindergartners, twelve you know, year old <laughs> Borg kids? Um, well, around. there were three Borg kids. There were three Borg kids in Voyager. They became recurring guest stars. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. And okay, not to and all. Gotcha. There all, should be more, but I I I'll, I'll, I'll I will uh, bow to that. There are, are you, there were some. Talking to the Star Trek geek here. <laughs> Um, and also about the the best of both worlds saucer separation, it wasn't just to, it wasn't to evacuate the families because both portions of the ship fought the Borg cube. It was to cause a dis- oh, right. so it, it was, was to so cause a distraction. The lives of the families. It, it was to cause a distraction so that the rescue team could go in and get Picard back. That's yeah. why they did it. Yeah, diversion. Yeah, because it, they put the Enterprise making two targets instead of one to give Picard as Locutus something else to shoot at while they slipped a shuttlecraft in next to the cube to beam in the strike team to go rescue him. Wow. So the saucer separation was just to be a distraction, not to save I, lives. I, I kind of remembered it as as both halves <laughs> fighting, but I didn't yep, remember did. anywhere so did, near that amount of detail. Because so did, I'm so the nerd they, here. <laughs> so did Riker get on the comm and make an announcement to to all the children in the saucer section and say, okay... I want all of you to go underneath your 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 the tables in your homes and and crouch down and put your hands over your head and, and yeah. <laughs> kiss your get ass in, goodbye. Get into get into du- Borg attack positions. Duck and cover because I'm going to risk all of your lives now right. for one man. Will, will all the uh, will all the child the child age the less than adult age human targets and other alien targets please. <laughs> Make your way to the saucer section. I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy, but it wasn't just to save one man. By saving the one man, they literally saved Earth and the entire Federation. So, I understand, I mean, but we're using a literary device called exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just for a fact. Hy- hyperbole <laughs> is something that goes over the head of someone who's that, well, actually nerd guy like me. So. I know, I know. And that's fun because we can keep doing this and you can keep, well, actually us <laughs> and telling us. And telling us all about how the show actually went and geeking out on that in that way. So we can all geek out in our own ways because, uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm hyperbully about hyperbole. <laughs> you are. Hyperbole. <laughs> hyperbole. It took me a long time to connect the, the seeing the written word and the pronunciation of hyperbole. The first couple of times I saw the word written out, I didn't like connect the dots. And I'm like... What's hyperbole? Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. What's that? I did. I had that problem with melancholy. <laughs> I had. I had never. Uh, well, yeah, I never had anybody read the word melancholy. I'm like, what's melancholy? <laughs> 
I mean, when I was a little kid, and we're talking like six years old here, so I'm sure that my youth had something to do with it. But in an early book, you know, um, a lot of times they'll take words in order to to kind of make the spacing, everything uh, look good. They'll like hyphenate words and put the second half. And so that happened with me one time, and I'm kind of ashamed that it happened with such a simple word as people. But I saw like <laughs> P-E-O dash, and then there's P-L-E, and I'm like – P opla what P O ple if you put melancholy it's like you you're reading along and you're like and he was very melancholy melancholy yeah <laughs> I did I had the same well, thing happen with uh with um for all intents and purposes I had never actually seen that written for like until high school and I thought it was for all intensive purposes that's a common yep. mistake one yeah I like saying it pania mania phenomena no instead of pneumonia oh it's pneumonia pneumonia anyway um and what did my you want to talk about my pneumonia has me feeling very melancholy <laughs> <laughs> stop being so hyperbolic about that <laughs> thank you for listening to word burger <laughs> word burger <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There we go. Well, <laughs> well you managed to get your Ando crack up for the week. To come up with Word Burger. Burger. No shit. 336. <laughs> 336? Uh, wow, you 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 like <laughs> seriously, it, it it doesn't take much to get the 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 Ando crack up, but you got that one good this week. <laughs> wow. Almost six and a half years. What to get from Nerd Burger to Word Burger. After I'm ashamed. Being word nerds. Uh oh. Did we <laughs> Craig, are you there? Oh, I think we might have lost Craig. Craig, hello, Craig. Craig. The call is acting like it's still active. Yep, there, oh, no, no, there, there it is. Goes. Connection was lost. Okay. Well, um, you you stay here and talk to Craig if he comes back, and let me go look at the router. Okay, sounds good. So that means I've got Nerdburger all to myself for the moment, and I have no idea how much of this is actually going to survive to the final version of the episode, but I'm going to have fun with it while I'm at it. So Mike has left the room, um, and since we've lost Craig, I am completely alone in the Nerdburger studio. So, um, gosh, I wish I had known this was going to happen. I would have been more prepared for something. So, uh, wow. We can give a moment of silence. Moment of silence for our lost internet connection. Now I'm just completely blanking out. Mike's coming back anyway. It's been so long. I almost feel... Like, I haven't seen anyone in... Gosh, I don't know. It's, it's lonely in here. Please send help. I, I, I don't know where anybody is. And, oh, Mike, you're back. Thank God. <laughs> I just completely blanked out and it's just been rambling. Craig says to call him. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, hey. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I did not expect that one to be quite so... Um, <clears throat> volumatic. <laughs> So I've been having a lot of fun with my Ando rambles. I think I talked about that last time, didn't I? You did. You did? Yeah. And, and, and I just I, I just had my one on uh, Star Trek Next Generation. I'm in the middle of uh, Star Trek. It's my series right now. Done, what, five now on Star Trek, I think? Yeah, I think Next Generation was number five. Okay, let's go. Hey, ah, there, there he is. is. I think that was that was us here, but it was just like a blip. Like the yep. internet went out and came right back on. Okay. It was kind of funny. We were like, Craig? 
Oh. Craig? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't want this to turn into like 10 minutes of us texting back and forth. Which is why I, I messaged you to call me. <laughs> which is, you know, why instead we had like, you know, three minutes of Andrew oh. rambling by myself. Here yeah, I just went downstairs to look at the router. And it, by, by the time I got downstairs, everything was back up and it was fine. So right. I, I turned around and came right back up here and created a new Hangout link for you. Um, okay. Hey, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ando, I mm-hmm. uh, hope you had fun while we we had technical difficulties there for like a minute and a half. It was lonely. So lonely. We'll, we'll, we'll see if that makes it into the episode or not. <laughs> of course it will. I don't think I was entertaining enough to make the episode. <laughs> I literally blanked out on what to talk about. Well, our guest Craig is back. Hi, Craig. What's up, Craig? <laughs> so, Ando, you were about to tell us what's uh, new with you. I thought we're I just conti- did that. We're going to continue all that. What are we talking about? What are we oh, talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have our main topic. I was yeah, say, yeah. the thing we were talking about on email. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's actually, okay, hold on. This is a good segue because we were just talking about my Ando Ramble series, uh, the thing I brought up last time um, that I was on the show where I just, uh, li- where I live stream from Facebook and nerd out about a given topic. <clears throat> and uh, while we were discussing uh, on our email thread our topics for today's episode, um, it was uh, an interesting factoid just brought up that really uh, plays well into this because we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, starring one of my favorite people of all time, who I have been uh, a great admirer of since literally I was six years old. And that, of course, is the comedic genius that is Weird Al Yankovic and the movie that is UHF. Oh, I have a theme for this. Ooh. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Spatula City, we sell spatulas, and that's all. Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president <laughs> of Spatula City. I had I like the, the whole thing, so but I cut it down. I bought the company. Yeah, yeah and he's he's reading the cue cards yeah, and his see. eyes are going from way left over to way right. And, yeah. So the reason we're talking about UHF is that this is, this year, is the 30th anniversary actually it just passed about a about a month ago yeah so uh wow and that makes me feel so old that movie came out in 1989 89 whoa yeah so uh it, it there is um if there are the people out in your listener base who are not familiar with the movie do you mind if i kind of Spoil it for them? Not spoil gonna, so much as just quick, spoil parts. Set sure. up the plot. Yeah, yeah, it was more like a oh. quick, a quick synopsis, a rundown. Well, okay. Uh, Were you going to do that already? Yeah, we can. No, but you're it, already going to do that. Our 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 audience has seen this movie. Yeah, that's probably. also probably a good point. More yeah. than likely. Spoiler alert: There are I am here at the UHS sta- station. It's a big sketch show from there on out. There's there's your movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is, right? It's just a, it's. I mean, there's an overarching story. I mean, but it, that's the he's that, trying to make it successful. And, that's the it, meta. It's, it's a framework for sketches. That's the meta narrative level overview. Yes. Oh, good lord, we're gonna. Okay, tell <laughs> no, me. No, you don't have. Tell to. me about Weird Al's character arc. No, no, we'll move on. We'll move on. All right, we'll just talk about the people who were in it before they were stars. Like that's oh, right. Yeah, those are always fun. Like Michael Richards, <laughs> future to be people. known as Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, got a uh, Fran Drescher. Before the nanny. Before the nanny, that's right. Well, Vic- she was kind of like in the midst of doing, she did that comedy stuff where she popped up in like Dan Aykroyd movies and stuff like that. Like some of those 80s stuff, 80s movies. 
And we've got Victoria Jackson from before her tenure in Saturday Night Live. Was that from before Saturday Night Live? Uh, well, I don't might know. Maybe it was been, in the middle. Might, might have been, been during. In the might have been during. Might have been during. Yeah. Might have been during. But, uh, but well, I mean, I don't think that she was like a super big, no, like, no. big time name before that. See, I'm trying to think. There. Oh, oh, and of Victoria course, Victoria Jackson, the deer in the headlights act. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got. Uh, oh, oh, shoot! I just is mind blanked out. Um, Billy Barty? No, I was going to say R.J. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy as R.J. Fletcher. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, who um, who applies a Billy lot of the Barty. same level of um, <laughs> same level of of like hammy acting as he did in the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers um, original, and then his quick cameo. From the remake with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's he's the baddie. Yeah. In UHF. Yeah. Got to have a bad guy. Of course. The owner of the competing television station. Well, the the the, the network affiliate. The network affiliate. Instead right. of the fly-by-night <laughs> UHF station broadcasting out of a closet using some of Fletcher's terminology. Was it Channel yeah. Eight? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this man. These uh, these shows like UHF and Wayne's World are so dated in the cable, you know, world of cable today. Well, that's funny that you bring that up because that was one of a weird or Weird Al himself was was claims that he was iffy on calling it UHF because because oh I was about to bring that was, up. Do you know what it was going to be called originally? Vidiot? Well, vidiots. Well, well, he okay. So UHF, he was worried it was going to because UHF stations were already kind of starting to go out, and he was worried people weren't going to know what it was about. Because and the, so he was going to the, the cable was rising at the time, right. and they, I think they wrote the script in eighty five. Yes, but it didn't get made until well, they were talking about it in eighty five. Yes, yeah. um, and so. Um, he yes, the vidiot was what he had suggested, but then the vid, the studio went like the vidiot from UHF, which doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what they whatsoever. called it in when it, yeah, uh, Europe. in Europe, yeah. But in the in America, it's just UHF. That was let's see, uh, which and nobody knows what that is anymore. Ultra high frequency. Hey, very good. As opposed to very high frequency. That was very num- versus ultra. <laughs> Number eight on the ten things you didn't know about UHF. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, you Listen, got a we're list. Gonna, we're gonna see how many Ando Ando gets. Oh. <laughs> how, how many have I already the, we'll, gotten? <laughs> this will be like the UHF judging scale from one to ten. Sure. You're currently at a one. Let's see if you can. Go well, high. I was about. I was asking, have I gotten any of the others already in passing? No, not not in passing. Okay. Nope. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't going to just uh, like this was going to be more of a discussion. I'm just interjecting just, things I know about every weird fact that you know, just trying to get them all. <laughs> well, we we did the Spatula City theme. Well, Do you have I'm, any facts I'm, about Spatula I'm, City? I'm sure we'll hit on on more of it. It's been quite a long time since I saw this movie. I feel but like there I've are certain scenes that, that certainly have stuck with me over the years. How about the the Spatula City billboard? Do you know anything about that? Oh, uh, like I said, I, I've I've heard some factoids about the Spatula City commercial, but I'm not sure now. The, there was a real billboard <laughs> that they put up, and uh, nobody rented it after they were done, so it stayed. So um, it's just a blank billboard that's just sitting there. No, no, it was it's it was it said. It says Spatula City, home of the spatula, next exit. And there's a big spatula. <laughs> and it's sat a lot like of that. Confused motorists. Well, they, well, they don't bother to go take it down until, you know, until they <laughs> have to have something new to cover it up that someone else has paid for. So it stayed there for the longest time. And all these people are driving by, like, what the hell is Spatula City? <laughs> You know, in in the the several months between the production and the and the movie being released, nobody even knew what it was, what it was supposed to be. So. Yeah, that was that was number one on the oh, list. That was number one. Okay, yeah. well then I will grant that that one's one I didn't, I had not heard yet. So, 
So we won't we won't be anal about yeah, hitting everything not. on the list. So go ahead. Um, we'll be anal about other things. <laughs> well, okay. So you saying that <laughs> reminded me of of thing that is it's obliquely related to UHF for this reason. So. Um, as with many movies, you know, many movies have a, a soundtrack. And, of course, Weird Al being Weird Al, he had songs that were in the movie that, of course, would make it onto a soundtrack, but there weren't enough. And so um, the UHF soundtrack is actually, its full title is UHF, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack, and Other Stuff. And Other Stuff. And Other Stuff. <laughs> and in addition to, of course, the... I think that's where I got the, spatulas, the, the good quality Spatula City is. theme from. Well, it's because I was about to say, in addition to, of course, the songs that were legitimately in the movie, like The Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies parody, uh, yep. the theme song UHF, uh, Fun Zone, which is the song that uh, is playing when Stanley Spadowski comes out to the kid who found the marble in the oatmeal, that song, it's yeah, called Fun Zone, yeah, and it's yeah. a full song. You there. get the drink from <laughs> the fire hose! <laughs> um, Let Me Be Your Hog, which which is a 15-second song, the shortest Weird Al song ever recorded. Let me be your hog. Yeah, it's the one that Uncle Harvey's listening to in the in the swimming pool. And, you know, he turns the radio off. The song actually ends on its own just a few seconds after, after that. that. Um, and let's see. I think that that's all of the stuff that's actually in the movie. So then they've got uh, – that's only four songs. Right. So there are several other things that are that just aren't part of the movie, and that's the other stuff. Two of them are the commercials that aired for Gandhi Two. Yep. No more Mister Passive <laughs> Resistance. And uh, and Spatula City. So yeah. that is where you got those. Um, this also is the album where you get some like uh, the Hot Rocks Polka, which is the polka that's only Rolling Stone songs was on the soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> uh, you got stuff like uh, um, Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a Planet Near Mars. Um, is this stuff that's song. in the movie? Or no, that no, they no. Just these these the are the other stuff. These oh, are, this, this is, is other the other stuff. stuff. Okay. Um, a lot of people love his song Spam. This is, that's on oh, there. Oh, okay. There. How about that? Um, so all of this is to lead up that's to That's right, 1989. Yep. Yeah, that would have, yeah, Green came out in 88. Exactly. So. so one of the other other stuff things that was not a direct parody, but rather a pastiche, which basically means like a style, a parody of a style yes. or a person rather style than parody, specific. Yeah. Um, Those are some of the some of his are. best work. The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, which is a style parody of like love that Jim Croce, Gordon Lightfoot, long, epic, um, rambling tales. Um, so The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota but is... But that's all about roadside attractions. and Yes. Yeah. Well, it, specifically, it tells the story of a family taking a trip to the eponymous Biggest, biggest ball, ball of Twine, twine in Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, which, of course, does didn't actually exist until... Really? The song came out. and there, uh, Okay, so I don't actually think that they have made a twine ball as large as it is mentioned in the song. There However, is a twine ball in Minnesota. There is a twine I ball did, in Minnesota. I didn't know this, though, that they made it after the song. And and, and um, in the song, it mentions uh, saying at the twine ball inn and, <laughs> and uh, buying postcards uh, for the people at home saying, wish you were here. Um, there, there actually are postcards you can buy. There's like greetings from the twine ball. Wish you were here. Like he says in the song. Wow. And I'm, but there's I, no twi- actual twine ball in. I, I'm not maybe, sure. I maybe, don't remember. Maybe not. I, I, I want to say that maybe so, that one got like nicknamed that, but I don't think there actually like was built one for that. But the point is that the similar to the spatula city, uh, billboard staying in real life for a while, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota on the soundtrack for UHF inspired some real life twine ball stuff happening in minnesota <laughs> so life imitating art how about yes. that and that is not on the list boom well of course it's because it's <laughs> take, not about the movie take that list <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well done. That is way to go, IFC.com. <laughs> IFC. <laughs> well, we only had 10. It wasn't a 20 list or a 30 list. It was a top 10 list. Is there is there anything on the uh, see? Or is one of the factoids about like the, the, the video portion for the Money for Nothing Beverly Hills? Yeah. Least? Okay. And how Mark. Okay, okay, well, then before you say it, let me see okay. if I can guess what this one is. Okay. So, um,. The you might notice that I keep calling it Money for Nothing Beverly Hillbillies parody, which is a very like difficult. That's that's a mouthful. Thing is, that's legally speaking, when Weird Al asked for permission to do the song, it was granted, but this the, but it had to be listed as a like a lyrical adaptation, and the name had to have Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies. That's what the title of the song actually is. Um, and another condition of the parody was Mark Knopfler, the guitarist from Dire Straits who wrote the thing, um, said that he wanted to play in it as well. And so, yeah, so that's, he's actually playing his guitar riff. That's him. That's the original artist. It's not, that's you know, not Weird Al's guitarist. Jim yeah. Jim West. I mean, I'm sure Jim probably Ooh, plays. Probably could have done it. Of course he fine. could. Of course. Oh, Jim yeah. is an amazing guitarist. But um, yeah, that was Mark Knopfler in that. And he appeared, I think, briefly in the video, I think. But I'm He's not in sure. the video, huh? Cause I the, think. Yeah. I'm not sure. I Don't quote me on that one. Because Weird Al well, is dressed it, up like him in the video. Well. It, With the headband. And, well, yeah, in the, in the live action portion of it, not the yeah, computer yeah. portion of it. Yes, yes, he is. Um, was Perfect. that what did I nail the uh thing? yeah the, this is just that he plays the <laughs> yeah I went even further cool yeah <laughs> Craig did you have a comment no <laughs> short short quick to the point answer <laughs> no I'm just looking oh, at okay. image, I'm looking at stills from that video trying to see if I can pick out Mark <laughs> I, like I said Craig I could be wrong on that one I'm not claiming he's gotta that be, I'm, just, I'm just curious he's got to be in the audience somewhere catch, or maybe he's a, a, a might catch a, a second guitarist on stage or something yeah because the, the the thing with you know the bit with Weird Al with the blue headband and everything that's like that's parodying his the yeah. video where and that's him which goes back and forth headband. between yeah the the live action and the uh, computer right. animated yeah. stuff is I don't know all right, is one of those factoids about Trinidad Silva. Yes. Okay, all right, got this one too. Okay, so Trinidad Silva is... Train. Okay, I was about to say, what's going on? <laughs> so Trinidad Silva is the name of the actor who played Raul Hernandez, yes. as in the Raul's Wild Kingdom, the one who, taught tur- uh, who stuck turtles to the ceiling and taught poodles how to fly. Badgers. <laughs> we, we don't need no stinking badgers. badgers. Okay, so he's in these awesome <laughs> segments that are hilarious in the show, but then he just kind of he, vanishes. Yep. He doesn't show up. Yeah, there's Origi- a reason for that. Yeah. Originally, he was supposed, there was supposed to be a payoff in the final, in that ending scene outside at the station during the telethon. And yes. everything they were going to have a payoff where he shows back up however unfortunately on the way home from filming some of the some of this movie the actor trinidad silva was killed in a car accident oh, oh man drunk, 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 driver. drunk driver yeah he was yeah. hit by a drunk driver and killed and so um they just were too heartbroken and too loved him too much to try to like replace it with a body double or anything so they just left everything else completely out and the movie you'll notice is dedicated in memory of him yes yeah, and he that's was, why he, they, they uh, the this is number seven on the list, and it's uh, it says you were supposed to get uh, his character's backstory, and that the uh, the comeuppance he receives at the end <laughs> was via a roving band of vengeful poodles. <laughs> roving band of vengeful poodles, new band name. I called it. Oh man! <laughs> so how many how many have I gotten so far? Three, four, something like that. Yeah, three. I think. Three, four, five. You got three, four, five of them. <laughs> 
Gosh, now, now I'm trying to challenge Well, myself. just talk about what you want to talk about. Um, and if you hit well, stuff on the list, you, then great. It's just, I, it's just, I mean, it's a movie I've loved so much for so much of my life, and I have probably seen this movie, gosh, 20 times, not exaggerating. Like, this is just, it's one that I watch over and over again. Um, and and I uh, really, one of the things that, you know, that that is great with the modern era, of course, when they go back and, like, remaster stuff, uh, old movies, is that they then get people to come back and do commentaries. And yeah. So if you get, like, the DVD or Blu-ray for UHF and you, you can listen to direct to commentary with Weird Al in it, and it's hilarious to hear him, you know, making comments about, like, the production and everything and the number of times he's like, and this thing costs us half our budget, you know, <laughs> um, because they, they only had a budget of, like, $5 million, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, but then he literally I was telling Mike earlier that during the ending credits, um, during the commentary, you actually hear Weird Al calling Victoria Jackson on the phone in the middle of the commentary. (laughs) They have a a chat. Um, Let's see. Oh, okay. I bet one of the factoids in there is going to be about the fact that it did not actually do very well in the box office, not because it sucked as a movie, but because it came out during one of the most blockbuster summers of all time. We had like Driving Miss Daisy. I got you you covered. Here we go. Looking at release dates. Now, keep in mind, everybody, this is during a period with with theater going that a movie if it was a big blockbuster could go into the theaters and could literally stay there for a year. Yeah. And, and, and if it, if it kept bringing, if it kept bringing in dollars, it stayed there for a year. And UHF just came out many movies at the end of July. So it right smack in the middle of summer. So yeah. you've just already time. got half of the blockbusters <laughs> yeah. in so, theaters and staying in theaters. So, right. Let's just do this two months out, two months before <laughs> UHF came. So these movies are still in theaters. Yeah. When UHF starts, Indiana Memorial Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is in theaters. Yep. Dead Poet Society is in theaters. Star Trek Five is in theaters. Well, Goes... <laughs> big at the time. Well, not big. It not no, big. No, it big, wasn't. So... Which one is that? Well, the last. No, that's one. the you gotta, worst. You got to compare it to the time as well. Final Frontier is that? None yeah, of these yeah Final Frontier. Five hundred million dollars domestic. None of these movies made. So anyway, um, Batman. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Do the Right Thing was in there. Uh, License to Kill. Lethal Weapon 2. (laughs) The week before, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Yeah. UHF didn't really stand well, and, a chance. And Driving Miss Daisy, too. That, I mean, like, I'm not that sure where that one falls. I'm not I think it was afterwards. Back to the Future 2 is in there somewhere. I think so, yeah. Driving Miss Daisy was at the end of the year. Uh, so, and and the only reason that I balked at saying Star Trek Five is because I was just <laughs> talking about my rambles. This isn't just a matter of modern day Star Trek fans have a lot of vitriol for it. I mean, literally, I did my research on this. The box office for Star Trek Five flopped because it was the worst one. It was the one where they where Spock's half brother Cybot convinced everyone to go to the center of the universe to find God. I mean, yeah, like, that's where Jim Jim Kirk meets God. But here, let's think about this now. Okay, so UHF comes out on the 21st of July, and then it to- it toots along for a couple of weeks, not really doing much, and then it's like, okay, now I'm just starting to get out from underneath all those big blockbusters, and there's Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't really have much Run of a chance. Boss, bitch! <laughs> can't, can't win. But I think the weekend that, that uh, UHF premiered, it was the only big premiere. Uh, according to this little chart I'm looking at, it was. Yeah. 
somehow the Peter Pan release thought it would be okay to go up against James Bond and <laughs> when Harry met Sally, although nobody knew that when Harry met Sally was going to become what it became. Craig, there was a Peter Pan movie in <laughs> 1989. It's a re-release of the Walt Disney movie. <laughs> this is back before Walt Disney, like, put a chokehold on all of its old animation mm-hmm. stuff and would o- only puts it out occasionally as like a special edition limited only for, you know, it's only going to be available for two months. No, they, they re-released their movies all the time back in the day. Peter Pan got a re-release that year. Yeah. Is that your of course calling you? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Anyway. That good. So also um, there's uh <laughs> UHF is in is is kind of in good company as uh, as far as movies that kind of got nailed on that summer too because this was also the uh, the next week and then like a month later there was I was wondering Friday who else the Thirteenth Part Eight Jason Takes Manhattan Wow when when Friday the Thirteenth was in the absolute toilet <laughs> um, and then Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five The Dream Child also in the toilet. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Dude, there was, there was a like a more than that. <laughs> there was a 6. <laughs> then yeah. there was the new Nightmare. Wasn't that 7? Was that the one where That's, they... The new act, Nightmare is technically the 7. The actors all played themselves? Yeah, yeah. Well, not you say the actors. I mean, Robert England played himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and Heather Landon uh, Heather himself. Well, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. you're right. It was all about, it was all yes. about Freddy, Freddy coming, coming into the real world. Yeah, yeah Wes, Wes Craven was... Yep, Wes Craven. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. That one was actually pretty good. Yeah, I've seen that one. It was pretty good. Um, so UHF, one of my, uh, you know, for all that, you know, that modern day uh, politics have have kind of caused Michael Richards to fade into a bit of modern obscurity back in the day. He was, of course, very funny. Um, there are two moments um, in UHF that are I mean, there's a lot of great Stanley Spadowski moments in UHF, but I think that two of my favorites that that just really show that not only, you know, does he have. Truly, actually, a heart of gold, but is not quite as stupid as he comes off. Are his two epic speeches, and I <laughs> name them by by some of the by like some of the ways he gets into it. So, um, the moment where he like breaks out is as the star of of Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse. He delivers the speech that I like to call the "Life is like a mop" speech. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. where he pulls out the the new mop that that George that's Weird Al gave him um, after his uh, early mop that was given to him for his eighth birthday by his parents was stolen from him <laughs> when he was fired from Channel Eight um, and he and he talks about how life sticks to the floor so bad sometimes the mop isn't good enough you got to get it, in there with a toothbrush and if that doesn't work you got to stand up and run to a window and yell hey these floors are dirty as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Um, so that's one of my favorite Stanley moments. And then, then even to me, almost even better than that is at the very, towards the very end of the movie after, uh, Stanley's been kidnapped and rescued, spoilers alert. Um, and, uh, he's about to make his speech to try and talk about how crappy everything had been and, and everything. He makes the, uh, potato of injustice speech (laughs) because he tells them that there comes a time in every man's life where he has to look the potato of injustice right in the eye. Which one? (laughs) 
I don't know. And I think one of the things in it that um, that I love about it is at the end because it's it it just you know once again the hilarity of of kind of deflating those big movie moments because it's this big dramatic speech about the powerful evil force that lives in Channel Eight and he's seen it and he doesn't want it to pop its ugly greasy head around here <laughs> and he asks the giant crowd in front of him, "Do you?" And they're all, "No, I can't hear you." No. I can't hear you. No. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. minute. And he pulls earplugs out that they put in his ears. Okay, say it again. No. no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love those those two speeches. Oh, I might have to sit down and watch UHF this weekend. I watched it last night. I, if oh, I had had more did. time after getting your emails, I would have watched it myself so I could be. You know what I want to do? And I promise I, I really, really want to do this. I want to make the UHF drinking game. Ooh. Like every time that Stanley Spadowski takes someone way too literally, you know, like, you know, when he, when George is all upset and he comes up behind him and says, is there anything, you know, what's the matter? Anything I can do to help? And George is like, not unless you've got $75,000. Stanley pulls out his wallet and starts <laughs> counting his money. In there. One. Uh, sorry. No, they're all I don't. crumpled up bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the potato of injustice. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. All right. Thank you for bringing this back up, guys. Yeah, this guy <laughs> needed this. This this movie needed to get back like in my head. It's so a great movie. Remind me to remind me to watch it again because it's been qu- quite a long time. Let's see. Okay, there's a couple. There are a couple of things on this list that we got to talk about. Crispin yeah. Glover was offered a role. Mm, read that. Yeah, read that. Yeah, they wanted him to play uh, the uh, studio engineer and mad scientist Philo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he declined the part and asked to play the role of used car salesman Crazy Eddie instead. The guy who is... Crazy Ernie. Crazy. This is Eddie. It's Crazy Ernie. The list is wrong. I've seen the movie 20 right. times. <laughs> the guy who's willing to, quote, club a seal to make, make a, a better, better deal. deal. And you I'll do it too, because I'm crazy. Well, apparently he <laughs> wanted to get... He probably wanted to get paid the same amount as playing Philo to play the guy that's in the 30-second commercial. What's the Philo instead got played by Anthony Geary, who was like on a soap opera. He was on, I think, Days of Our Lives is what he was on. He was is a serious. Yes. That's where I that's, recognized yes, him from. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was in a soap opera, and then he came on to play Philo, the chief engineer of UHS. Slash, spoilers, alien. alien yeah. Um, it appears my work on this planet is complete. <laughs> uh, actor David Bow is it Bow or Bowie? I actually never heard somebody say it out loud, but yeah, it's, it's just B O W E. Yeah, that's, but that's his friend Bob, Al's friend Bob, or George's, George's friend, friend Bob. Bob. Um, when they're uh, when George is running the children's show at the beginning, mm-hmm. and Bob is the clown, Bobo the clown, Bobo the clown. Um, George hits him with a with a frying frying pan, pan yeah. and and uh, he. Oh, look at Mister Frying Pan! Clang. Yeah, he was a. Uh, <laughs> supposed to stop short and not actually hit him and he <laughs> did oh. and i don't know if it was it's, it couldn't have been a real it was frying probably a pan, prop. Prop, prop flying but he still smacked him hard in the face and uh split his lip oh my gosh um but his rea- his so it's, this says his reaction to the blow is real but because he never broke character the take was deemed good enough and used in the film <laughs> I, I, I always find that really entertaining because that happens more often than, yeah. than you might think on movies oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like in Lord of the Rings, when Viggo Mortensen broke his helmet, yeah, yeah broke his toe, and that scream was real, yeah. And then, uh, and then this one, which I find amazing, but you, it wouldn't have 
hardly made any difference in the movie, I don't mm-hmm. think. But uh, when when he's having his daydream that he's Rambo mm-hmm. and he goes and rents the helicopter from like a clerk in a booth, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and he had agreed to do it, but there, it, he had a scheduling conflict and couldn't make it oh. the day they filmed it. I that. just love the helicopter has fuzzy dice in it. <laughs> it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's decked out like a hoopty inside. What's funny is, you know, I saw UHF <laughs> long before I saw that's actually based on Rambo Two, I want to say. I think it's two. It's either two, three. It's not the first one. I think it's two. Anyway, um, I saw UHF multiple times long before I saw the Rambo movie that that segment is based on. And so when I actually did see that movie, I'm like snickering into my hand the whole time because like because that, there's yeah. a scene Rambo there. two was was Rambo one's actually a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. There, Rambo there two is no is... Rambo one. There is no Rambo two. This is one of the things. First that, blood. Like, first blood. I'm thank gonna, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna movie nerd you. That's fine. There's <laughs> first. There's first blood. And then there's First Blood Part 2, or Rambo, First Blood Part 2, and then there's Rambo 3. There's yeah. no Rambo 1, and there's no Rambo 2, but there is a Rambo 3. Which one is the one that's coming out soon? Rambo 17. I don't know. He just keeps going back to the well on Rambo and Rocky. 70-year-old <laughs> Rambo. All right, I've got another one for you. I don't know if this is going to be in the list or not. Uh, is there one about the uh, when George is going through the new programming lineup right before they find out that they're like uh, at the top of the charts? Yes. Okay. That's number 10. All right. Sweet. I got this one too. Okay. So in that scene where uh, after Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse has actually taken off and they're finally getting money and so they're coming up with lots of really weird, wacky, ridiculous shows to they're, come up they're with. They're filling their fall schedule right. and Al's got a whiteboard and he's yeah. got the you know all the days and times yeah, mapped he, out and he's, he's going, moving shows around. Yeah. And he's going through and, and listing these weird sounding things like fun with dirt and you know all that. Wide so one, world of tractor pulls. Yeah. So one of them he says is the volcano worshippers hour. <laughs> that is actually a reference back to Weird Al's college days because if you weren't aware, yes, Weird Al did go to college um, for architecture um, and graduated and graduated with the, the basically the same degree I have. Yeah, and then and then got into a much better career. Much better. <laughs> anyway, when he was in college, he started a club called the Volcano Worshippers Club. Yep. And so the Volcano Worshippers Hour is a reference back to his own college days as an inside joke. This this list says it was a high school club. Oh, hi. I thought it was college. I don't know. Maybe it was no, high no, school. It said I'm going to take Ando Ford for it. Screw you, list. No, I mean, I, I'm that one is one that's a little more obscure. I could be wrong. Could be college. Well, I, I'm I would, there with you. I, I would. Back. I, I well, would, thank you, Craig. I would buy. I would buy your story over over this one, Ando. But this one has this little. It's tid- already screwed up something on the list, so I'm going to assume that they're it. all slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, this says that they that he and his friend started the club just to get an extra picture of themselves yes. in the yearbook because they were academic overachievers. Yes, that's what it was. No, you, no, no. The list is right. It was high school. Because <laughs> I heard that. Yes, it was. It was the only reason for it was just to get the picture. Yes, that is true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Your pink slip is another show. Yeah. Um, leave it to Bigfoot. Oh, that's called, that's called Fast and the Furious. I've seen that. Leave it to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Beat beat the lone shark. Under, I, underwater bingo for teams. I don't see that. Well, Ion, that's when he he said as he was putting it. Ion toxic waste. <laughs> My three mutants traffic court they actually have beverly hillbillies on here i'm re- i'm reasonably okay i'm reasonably certain during the part of the telethon sequence where stanley spadowski has been kidnapped and they're they're just putting on anything that they can think of to try to make money i'm i think that i remember hearing there's a dude that at one point you see him he's balanced on his shoulders upside down with a guitar and he's yodeling <laughs> 
I think I remember seeing that that was not so much an originally planned thing, but just sort of he could do that. And they're like, let's put it on camera. It makes sense for this. I think I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, because they were trying to fill time. Yeah, there was just, yeah. Every minute that Stanley wasn't on the air, they were losing money. As, as yeah, because because Stanley was kidnapped. Yes, and while uh, Al goes to rescue him, um, anything and everything to just get time. Well, the the, the thing that finally happens is uh, Getty Watanabe's yes. character, Cooney. The, the, yeah, yeah, and his his karate gang jump out of out of the supplies, supplies closet. Yes, supplies. And I had completely forgotten that that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, regular guest uh, James on the show. <laughs> That's one of his things is he always, anytime anybody says surprise, he goes, supplies! <laughs> well, and what's interesting is I was when I was looking through the, the, the notes on it, um, Getty Watanabe was always going to be Cooney. Like, like they wrote the part of Cooney for, him. for Getty Watanabe. And he's so perfect at it. Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> okay. Yeah. In 2015, <laughs> like... I went to a Weird Al concert <laughs> at uh, Chastain Park. And um, I actually, um, as a sort of, you know, once in a lifetime thing, Katie May and I actually sprung for the very expensive VIP package. So we got there early and got to hang out up in a little bungalow. We even got to meet some of the band that came through um, of Al's band. I mean, and yeah. one of the things they had in there. Do you remember? I remember you telling us about yep, this. Yeah. I've got pictures of it. Yeah. Um, one of the things they had there um, set up in there because, I mean, if it's a Weird Al concert and we're all VIPs, we're the, we're the nerdiest of the nerds when it comes to, to Weird Al and that. They had a wheel of fish. Up there, <laughs> and both Katie May and I have pictures next to the wheel of fish. She spun it. I don't think I spun it, but she did spin the wheel of fish. Were they real fish, like no. in the movie? <laughs> no, they weren't real fish. Yeah. Number six on the list: the odor from the wheel of fish was particularly unpleasant. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red snapper! It's very tasty. <laughs> it's oh, like. Man. Take the red snapper or what's in the box? That Hirosan is bringing down the aisle right now. <laughs> and of course, in the box is nothing. nothing! Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't need to watch the movie anymore. Exactly. Uh. Well, I mean, you've got me in here. Of course, I can oh. quote practically the whole thing start to finish. Not that I'm going to, but I can. Yeah, we've maybe hit 10% of what's in the movie. Probably. During this time. Probably. All the best lines. No, I mean, I've, I've, I don't fault you for it. I've done it plenty with, you know. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> I, I, uh, with, uh, you know, Breakfast Club and whatever else I can quote from top to bottom. So 30 Rock. Yeah. What's well, the, the, the that's new a one? Lot of, that's a lot of hours of show, my friend. You, Brooklyn you barely scratched the surface on me talking <laughs> 30 Rock. <laughs> oh, man. Defending your life. <laughs> how, how many of the things on the list are there still remaining? Like, how, cl- how much have I gotten? Um, Pretty close, I think. Uh, whoa. Uh, hmm, there's not much left. Yeah, I didn't think so. Oh. There's only one thing left, and only it, it was thing. the dumbest thing. Oh, okay. Well, if it's the dumbest thing, I probably know it, but didn't find it worthwhile. Number two on the list, Emo Phillips still gets yep. residuals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like everybody does. So, so Weird Al doesn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and Emo Phillips, Emo Phillips is the only one who's still getting a fat UHF paycheck. I mean, Emo Phillips was just a friend of Al's, and and he wanted to put him in the movie, and so that's why he got the the. The high school shop teacher. All right, here's one that wasn't on the list. Okay. I was able to retire on that money. <laughs> so you remember when my you... huge UHF check? Sorry, I'm just doing my email. It's, it's fine. His, his it's it's really for, good, actually. For, according to this, he's an easy one to do. Yes, he is. <laughs> according to this, the checks are for 
30 cents. <laughs> so in the, in the segment um, in, in Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse, there's actually two things from Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse here. Uh, in, in the segment where he uh, where the kid finds the marble in the oatmeal and then drinks from the fire hose, then the character name for that kid, uh, Joel Miller, Miller yeah. that's actually the name of one of Weird Al's real life, like, childhood friends okay one of his best friends he named him after a a real life person and also if you're really quick-witted and during one of the uh commercials um that they show for stanley spadowski's clubhouse you see um stanley filling dr demento's mouth with whipped cream oh you know in his mouth with (laughs) dr demento that's dr demento how about that i mean weird al put dr demento in as many of his music videos as he could you really think he's not going to put him in the movie he's what put weird al on the map if it weren't for dr demento i don't know what would have happened with weird al was that My Bologna? Was that the... the My big... Bologna was the first one, and Another One Rides the Bus was another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the two big ones that Dr. Mento used to play all the time at um, at first, and then, of course, the more famous Al God, he just became a regular. Yeah. God, I can remember hearing Another One Rides the Bus and which thinking another that one rides so funny another one rides the bus <laughs> there is kid. there there is <laughs> and a bus rider vid- there's video <laughs> Weird Al's very, very first TV appearance ever was him doing another one rides the bus on like some late night talk show or whatever Just with his with accordion his, with his accordion and wearing a really uh, you know loud shirt the first member of Al's band that's that is still the exact same band he had since the mid 80s is still with him today there has been no change except for the addition of Ruben Valtiera but John Bermuda Schwartz his drummer was the first <laughs> great name yes it was it was the first he was the first of the uh, of Al's band to join up and in that early video clip that is him sitting next to Al beating on Al's accordion case, which is the percussion you actually oh, yeah. hear in the song. And when you listen to his first album here, Another One Rides the Bus, the percussion's not drums. It's Bermuda Schwartz banging with his hands on Weird Al's accordion case. And so you go back, it's like 80, 83 or 84 or something, Al on TV with Bermuda next to him. And he looks so young. I mean, both they both look really young and like nervous. And, <laughs> and they speed it up because they're nervous. It's, anyway yeah what show is oh the t- the tomorrow show with tom Next snyder <laughs> weird al tom snyder and his giant eyebrows popular rock his independently movable eyebrows you ever noticed that about tom snyder <laughs> like called my sharoma and uh, sharoma what and called it my bologna it's my it sharona yeah, not well of the art acoustic tile men's bathroom across from his college radio station <laughs> true, because they true. wouldn't let him in the studio <laughs> all right he's taken way too long with that intro yes you can you can link the video i just I, I was curious what the show was that he was on god how many shows did that guy have i actually enjoyed him on the late late show before it became who's the guy from craig ferguson that's a good Craig. That's a Craig everyone likes, Craig. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah. And he's he's Scottish, which you aren't, although everyone thinks you are. Why do people think he's Scottish? He doesn't... Because his last name is Campbell. Campbell. Okay. Don't talk about me like I'm not there. Craig's one of the few Campbells <laughs> oh, in the wait, world. Oh, wait, Craig, you're still on? You're still on? Oh, sorry. I thought we... <laughs> I don't know. Craig's one of the few Campbells in the world that can actually eat at McDonald's. <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't have to worry about that Campbell-McDonald rivalry. You don't have to worry about them poisoning your fu- uh, food. Poisoning the, your feud. Good lord. Take true two, fact, take true fact, two. People with, <laughs> true fact, people with the last name McDonald's aren't allowed to buy Campbell soup. Uh, or Andy Warhol paintings. Well, they can't if it's the Marilyn Monroe stuff. 
<laughs> just just that one Andy Warhol yeah. painting. Well, or, the, the four of them, you know, all printed. different colors. But aren't they all together? Isn't that one painting? Um, I'm not even sure. You're did, asking the wrong guy. Did I'm some, not, uh, did some I'm not an Andy Warhol expert. Demented, wealthy art part appreciator buy that and cut it into four separate pieces so that they could frame it differently? I don't know. Me neither. Andy Warhol would have murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a Kevin question? We don't. Oh, but we, oh. we do I have love a... Kevin questions. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we did. Ooh, way to end the show on a downer, Kevin. Yeah, come on, Kevin. Ouch. You come on the show one time and you slack off. Boo. Boo. That's okay. Boo, Kevin. No questions here. Um, <laughs> on the upside my car's ready <laughs> no kevin did send us a a very lovely thank you email yes he did and he, he enjoyed he, coming on the show with us which didn't... was he said thank you for inviting me yeah well he's welcome which to... none of our guests ever do what? <laughs> that's not true i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i'm right here craig Jeez. <laughs> see how does it feel huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's not God. easy sitting in that chair, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's pretty easy. It's pretty comfy. I don't know. I'll say that. <laughs> sitting there sitting there across from Mike puts you on the hot spot. <laughs> no, it just means I get to look at his face. That's all. <laughs> my, I love you. Also not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> my my nine, 90, 90%. What is it? Obscured. <laughs> no, 10% sexy, 90%. Uh-huh. Horrifying. Horrifying. Thank you. Ah. <sighs> Yes. Well, All Kevin, right. Kevin, we hope you come back and uh, broadcast with us some more. We'll work it out. Thank you, and you're welcome. Is that it? Are we done? I think so. Wow. I, I, this is probably one of the, the nerdiest I have been <laughs> able to be. Not that I haven't been nerdy in past that's, episodes. That's but saying like, a lot. I mean, you guys let me ramble for a long time on UHF. At this point, I feel like I've just done an unofficial Ando rambles on this, you know? Well, maybe it's the you... UHF episode. Whoa! Yay! I can live with that. Well, maybe you can, uh, this would be your practice run for an actual Ando rambles Seriously, on UHF. Seriously, I need to. You should do a series of whole, uh, a whole Weird Al series. UHF can be, can be just be one of them. I mean, it, once I'm done with Star Trek, the sky's the limit. That's you know? true. So, well, if any of you uh, Nerdburger listeners enjoyed hearing me nerd out um, to no absolutely no end, then you probably would enjoy uh, the Ando Ramble series. So that uh, happens on my Facebook page live every two weeks, every other Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. At facebook.com slash uh, well, Ando well, Valentine. No, it's actually, that's, that's not the URL. For that's it. not how it works? No. Oh, okay. It's Patreon. Uh, well, I, you hadn't asked me where well, you can hey, find me Okay, yet. so first you asked me where they can okay, find us. Okay, well, then in that case, Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow, on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And? All right, uh, facebook.com slash theamazingando actually, um, from my Facebook page. Uh, of course, theamazingando.com from my webpage. And if you feel the need to email me, andovalentine at gmail.com. And please, please, it would be would mean the world to me to become a patron. So patreon.com slash andovalentine. That's the andovalentine. And Craig? Yes. Oh, what? oh uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com and you can also go to drivethroughrpg.com and you can go to patreon slash nerdburgercraig. Craig, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. It's nice Thank to have you, you on the show, me. Craig. It's been a lot of fun. I hope to do it again sometime. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call us. We'll call you. Ouch. No. <laughs> <Ooh>. Cold. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ice cold. So cold. On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Craig and Mike toast UHF's anniversary with a tall shot of atomic vodka while Ooh. Ando serenades them by singing Dare to be Stupid at the top of his lungs. I mean, because you would be daring to be stupid if you were drinking the atomic vodka, right? I guess. Maybe. maybe. No. I don't know how much, like, like we said, Mike, Mike what's your, yeah, how what's much, your murder reservoir? How much of your murder reservoir is available? <laughs> how much murder capacity does each of us have left? <laughs> Best recording ever. Ever! Ever! <laughs> well, it was a recording anyway. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. Of all the recordings, that was one of them. Cold. So cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of Ando's recording closet. Oh! All right. Craig? Yep. Did you hang? Oh, okay. Your car's ready? Uh, yeah, I did. it is. I didn't even have to listen to my voicemail because... Uh... Uh, uh, um, the iPhone transcribes it for me now. Yeah, no, you can read them. It's really neat. Of course, I got called Greg. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Greg. Uh, it's not surprising. <laughs> Hi, Greg. It's Chris over at Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I get called Greg plenty. I I can handle it if my iPhone calls me Greg. <laughs> so I I uh... you, you should teach Siri to call you Greg. So, uh, so I, b- b- when I was uh, at the escapery, I had my Siri because uh, you can make Siri call you yeah. whatever you. I had her call me Agent Amethyst, um, but now that I because that was my character's name in sure. the Destiny uh, GM. But now that I'm no longer working there, um, I'm trying. Uh, you need to who change am it? I? You're Ando, but since we're friends, I get to call you Ando Valentine. Aww, I know. Cute, How do you get it to call you two different things? Um. Well, you um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of the it, you basically you'd be like you know you say siri call me such and such and it'll update the now of course in my case it didn't uh ando it doesn't know how to it doesn't know how to say that without ando you've got sexy british voice siri i do but it didn't know how to say it and so i had to like um had to make it um had to type it in, but you see, when you go into your uh, contacts uh, at the top of it, you know it's got you. Mm-hmm. You type you and hit edit. Oh, and, and then, then you right can there, put, there's a field oh, okay, for there's what a it, second what, thing. What to call you? What oh, your interesting. Is. So that way, it can say things. And it was neat to say, you know, you're Agent Amethyst. So she reads from the first name field and then the oh, what I? you want to be called field. No, it's this yeah. it says Ando Valentine. Yeah. But you can tell me in Siri settings. Tap on my info. Siri doesn't know who I am. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't put that. In, I didn't input that. Siri doesn't know who I am. So, uh, Craig, one last thing. It's just kind of an interesting note uh, because Mike was. Uh, I asked because um, we said I would do the outro. Um, I needed something to sort of like make notes on while I was trying to figure out what I was going to say. And so I, I didn't since I didn't bring my laptop. I asked Mike for something to write on. And yeah, he's just like just tear a piece of paper out of your notebook over there. But rather than doing that, he found his old notebook and found the page with notes from my first appearance on episode <laughs> 045 <laughs> and handed good. it to me so that I can make the notes on the back of it. So I just took a picture of it because I get to see the notes from my first ever episode, and that just kind of makes me feel special. So, Wow. <laughs> All right, listen up, Michael. That's right. Let's see. Siri, who am I? You're asking me, Michael? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're asking wow, me. Siri's a bitch. <laughs> got some snark on her there. All right, I got to go. I'm okay, going to go get my bye. car. Woo-hoo. See you later, Craig. Bye. Bye.